Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. This is Jerry. You're listening to a gay podcast recorded both out of Chicago, Illinois, and hey, Los Angeles, California. Hey. Um, hey, guys. What are we? And ladies. <laughs> Hey, ladies. Hey, boys. Hey, everybody. Um, if you have a, a, a different preferred pronoun or you're non-binary and don't want to make a decision, we love you. And thank you for listening. So thank you for listening. And if you la- listen to the last episode, whew, thank you for paying attention to that. It got it, deep. It did get deep. Um, but we're going to lighten shit up here. Um, episode 942. Um, before, so I was, we're recording on Zoom, so, like, I had to, like, stretch a little bit, um, not that you're ever gonna see this, you might, I don't know, probably not, not this one, because Jerry's sitting in shadow like a fucking supervillain, um, like, uh, what's his name, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget? Yeah. Um, but... I, so I was going to say, um, I have, like, I was stretching before we started recording the second show. Um, but this morning I was trying to rip the label off of this. I ordered Bath and Body Works to send to my ex in Liverpool because his mom wanted the, like, the pocket back hand sanitizers. Mm -hmm. And I guess you can't really get those there. So we're exchanging. He's sending me a Kylie record. And I'm sending hand sanitizers. Um, so it came Bath and Body Works. First of all, fuck you, Bath and Body Works, for not having free shipping. And also, if I'm paying for shipping, why did it take like a week and a fucking half to send me hand sanitizer? Did it come through the mail? Did yes. it come through the mail? That's no, why, because the yes. mail. It was UPS. Oh, UPS. Oh. Yeah. So you can suck my dick, Bath and Body Works, A. And um, <laughs> B, international shipping is insane right now. Like oh. fucking crazy expensive, but it's crazy expensive to get shit sent here. So, right. And I honestly like don't mind doing it, um, because I like Rob. I like his mom, um, and people need fucking hand sanitizer. And she likes fruity scents, so we got some fruity shit. Anyway, so rip the label off the Bath and Body Works box, um, so I could readdress it to send it to Liverpool. And I went to throw it away in the trash can under George's desk. And I missed. It, like, landed short because it was, like, sticky and it, like, stuck to my hand a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I squatted down to fucking pick it up. And my fucking, like, I was like, and, like, my fucking knees basically, like, were just about to give out. And, like, my whole fucking, like, lower half was like, motherfucker, you, this is late 30s. Welcome. Thank getting you for closer going. to 40. Getting closer oh. to 40. I tell you what, I was talking um, to Shy Yeti about how I used to go out, how I, we, we were talking about like going out dancing and shit like that. And I wish 
that I could still do that. Not that I did it before the pandemic because I fucking didn't. I don't want to go out to Boys Town really, to be perfectly right. honest with you. Um, I'm fat, I'm hairy. That is not what they want to be dancing in Boys Town. Not that it fucking matters. Like I'm comfortable with my body, that's fine. But I just don't, first of all, it's further from me. I don't like the music really that much. Right. And it's just, it's not for me. I've gone to a couple of tea parties in my neighborhood um, at some bars and stuff like that and had a good ass time dancing. Um, I fucking go-go danced at that one bar. So that's fine. But um, back in the day, so there's a place in Liverpool called Concert Square. And it was like a big square with a bunch of, it's like where all the basic bitches go to go to bars, essentially. And there used to be this bar that was Australian themed called Walkabout. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, this specifically sticks out to me. Um, but I don't remember if, I'm sure this happened at other bars. There was also a bar close to my school called Magnet that I would go and dance at. Um, but this one particular time we went to fucking Walkabout and me and my friend Jess, um, who I still keep in touch with, um, they got married the same year George and I did. Um, Right at like we had our wedding, went to Liverpool, did their wedding, and then we went on our honeymoon. Um, they're lovely. I love her and her husband Tom. They're fucking great people. But me and Jess used to go because we had an urban dance class, and I know I've mentioned it before, but that was my highest grade in grad school was urban dance. Um, but we would go and we would do our urban dance moves and like have a dance off at these bars and it was like full on like step up to the streets level shit. People would like be in a circle around us. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing, white as fuck, but I would be like, I could drop it low, like all the way and bring it up slow. Like I I was the most fit I've ever been in my entire life. You were uh, ready to be an extra on Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Oh my God, so much, so much. I loved it. It was so much fun. But I specifically remember dancing at Walkabout to Lose My Breath mm -hmm. by Destiny's Child. And like that, that song is slamming. That's a good song. But we were like straight up like on the floor, like grinding and like it was fucking ridiculous. I remember dancing to that and uh, Feedback by Janet. Uh, I remember when Feedback came out. Feedback is a good fucking song. She sings about periods in it, which is weird. Oh, she's always singing about her pussy. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm sure it's lovely, but I just, um, it, it's, I was like, the lyrics are something heavy, like a first day period, I think. And I remember listening to it and being like, is this, did she just, huh? <laughs> Speaking of periods, have you seen the new Borat movie? Mm -mm. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. The actress that plays his daughter is fucking brilliant. She yeah. is hilarious. She matches him. She she's listening so well. She matches him for every crazy thing he does. Mm -hmm. She she up, one ups him sometimes. Nice. She it's so ridiculous and so funny. But the one yeah. scene where they go to the debutante ball, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I So we were just talking about this at work. So my boss just watched it and she was like, 
Um, she was like, I just watched Borat 2 and then immediately after like watched the debate. And she was like, my soul is in a really weird place right now <laughs> because of that combo. Um, but uh, she said it was it was really good. It was better than the first one. And I was saying like, I, the first one I was not into because it was so like popular and it was like captured um, the sort of sophomoric humor of the age of straight men that I was like, that was my demographic at the time. Mm -hmm. And I worked in uh, on a couple of shows with guys that were like, constantly Borat impressions and didn't get that it's commentary disguised as comedy, mm -hmm. um, which I think Sasha Baron Cohen is fucking great at. Um, yeah. And I think he's in, immensely talented and so, so incredible. Um, but like the first one, I was just like, fuck, I don't want to see people wear that one piece fucking bathing suit. I don't want to hear people say like a nice or whatever the fuck he says. Right. Like it was just so over the top and everywhere and in your face that I was like, uh, fuck, Borat 2. Like, I don't want to watch Borat 2. Um, There's but, definitely some parts in it where you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe they just said that still to this day in part two. People are still talking like that, you know? Nothing fucking surprises me about the state of this fucking country. Um, <laughs> I was going to, oh, we were talking about the fucking debutante ball because um, like she told me, that it happens, like not any details. Cause I was telling a story about, this is like a two, I'm gonna digress a little bit. We were partially talking about Borat and then we were also talking about the fact that, and I don't know if you knew this cause I didn't know it. Um, and it came out of, I don't even know how we started talking about it, but um, do you know who was in a long-term relationship? Angie Everhart and Joe Pesci. Wow. Yeah, for like a really long time and I had no idea. Um, and she, she likes like she likes tiny guys. Like she's like five ten, five eleven, or something. And yeah, he's like Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone's not tall. Is he short? I don't. I don't. I don't think he's tall. But like they have like a like a six to seven inch fucking height difference. Angie wow. Everhart and Joe Pesci. And I was like, you know what? Good for them though. Like, sorry that you guys broke up or whatever. But like, you seemed happy for a while. So like, there you good go. For you. Defying the odds. Um, so we started talking about that in adjacent in uh, adjacent proximity to the debutante ball because I went to a prom, and I don't think I told this story before, at a different school, mm, yeah, my senior year, and it was like a Richie Rich Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. um, my Aunt Nicole knew exactly what I'm talking about, um, <laughs> Sarah Catholic, um, and I went with a girl who was like, either exactly my height or like because I'm like six foot and she was at least like either six foot six one six two like she was tall she was real tall mm. she wore flats um and so I was like oh she was like my Angie Everhart and um also in relation to the debutante ball because this was like a she she sort of high school these motherfuckers had a live ass harp player like somebody fucking straight up strumming this fucking harp before the dance, you had to walk through their like auditorium situation and like through like a big fucking like canopy of flowers and shit while a harp player played. Was the harp player playing one moment in time? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, maybe I don't fucking remember. I just remember being like, oh my God, this is fucking absurd. Um, but they, you walked through um, like a fucking trellis or some shit while this uh-huh. hard player was playing this gentle ass music. And they're like, this is Miss blah, 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 escorted by Mr. Adam Hogue of West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. And like, and like people would like politely clap or whatever. And you would like present the lady and shit. And I was like, what the, what the piss is this? They didn't say West Mifflin. That's just the ghetto. <laughs> it's, so West Mifflin had nice parts. They didn't say I was from Riverview Homes, which would be a different story. Um, but uh, yeah, those people thought their shit didn't stink at Sarah Catholic. Um, but my date, like I worked, I had known this girl since I was like, we had known her family since I was like real, real, real little. And we worked at the, at the uh, amusement park together. And she was nice. I really liked her. I liked her sister. They Did were she work at the part of the ride where it says you have to be this tall? Yeah. I don't remember if she worked in rides. I think she did. Her sister did. Um, but also funny about this is that I think I was driving my mom's, um, which eventually became mine, um, 98 Ford Contour in Champagne. Mm-hmm which was a very sensible mom car. And I remember her dad being like, oh, no, 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 you can't drive to the prom in a fucking contour. My baby needs to go in style. And I think they had several cars and he fucking made me drive like a Lincoln Continental. And I was like 16, 17. I like barely had my license for a little bit. And I had to drive this fucking land yacht. And this high school was like at the top of a hill and it was like fucking curvy and shit. Either the high school is at the top of the hill or the, I'm pretty sure the dance was at the high school. I don't remember specifically, but I had to drive a fucking Lincoln Continental when I was like 16 up a fucking like 90 degree Pittsburgh hill, shitting my pants the entire time. Because Why didn't just, you just rent y'all a limo? Um, I don't know. We had, I had limos when I went at least I took a limo to my middle school graduation dance, and that was the first time I smoked pot, um, which... <laughs> middle school? Eighth grade. Trash. Uh-huh. Oh, stop it. We parked at Mount Washington, which is the like the lookout point in Pittsburgh. You can see all of downtown. It's beautiful. If you ever go to Pittsburgh, go to Mount Washington. It's a tourist trap, kind of. like Everybody goes there to take fucking pictures. I have a framed picture of me and George at Mount Washington on the wall behind me. Um, But so we took the limo to Mount Washington. Um, The one girl, we had already all chipped in for the limo. And this one girl who was in our home ec class was like, oh, can I get in the limo with y'all? And we were like, oh, we already paid for it. And she was like, what if I bring some weed? My brother is a dealer. And we were like, okay. Um, So we pulled over at a baseball field near the high school got a little toasty, went to the dance. I don't like, I- Did you give your driver a hit or was he just, was he just driving and just- <laughs> He was like, so we stopped. And when we got back in, cause we stopped at this place called Philo Field. We got back in the limo and he was like, first of all, I know what y'all doing. Second of all, don't do it in the fucking limo. Cause I gotta get drug tested, and third of all, don't do anything fucking stupid, and fuck up my limo. And we were like, "All right, cool." He was like, "All right then," 
I'll pull over and y'all can smoke a doobie whenever you want, but like keep it classy. And then we had to stop at a family dollar for nail polish because the one girl's acrylics, she was like holding it like the roach and trying to get one last hit and it melted the tips of her acrylics. And she was like, oh my God, my mom is gonna know, she's gonna kill me. And so we had to stop and get nail polish to like cover up the part of her acrylic that melted. Oh my God, I'm such trash. Y'all are some crazy ass 13 year olds smoking pot, going to the prom in a limo. It was, it was bad. But then middle we got, school got dance. <laughs> middle school of all places. It was at a fucking country club. Jesus. <laughs> Aaron, all my dirty laundry. Aaron it all. Um, <clears throat> so we didn't discuss, and this is going to come out way too late, probably, um, for it to like matter, but another Kylie song came out. Yes, it did, y'all. It came out and Ooh. it is amazing. It's so Oops. good. Um, I love it, and it's called I Love It. It's fucking good. You know what? I was um so I'm not I'm not drinking during the week. Mm-hmm. I'm only drinking on weekends, which is Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Um, so it's like usually like a four to five day break. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has been a week at work. So I was drinking wine in the shower yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, after work. Um, and uh, I was playing I love it, and I was having like a little like drunky shower moment. And I was like, you know what? I could hear a remix of that with like Dua Lipa. And I would be 100% into that. Mm-hmm. I could do that. I could, I could do that. And I'm like, who else would I, like a modern artist that would do that? Who, who would you have do a remix and like do a verse on I Love It? Um, modern? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You know what? The first thing that comes to mind is Madonna could have done a verse on this. Yeah. And yeah. people, it, apparently people just keep asking and badgering her about um, yeah. wanting to do a duet with Madonna. And she's always, Kylie is always so gracious about it saying, you know, mm. I've been a fan of her since I was a child, you know, mm. or 10 years old, however old she was when she, you know, came out, you know, I've always loved her. I love her music. You know, she was an inspiration. I would love to do something, you know, it would have to be the right track, but she's Mm -hmm. always, you know, so gracious about, you know, doing that when people just constantly bug her about it. Yeah. Um, I could do like, maybe it would be fun if it, if it was, uh, like bright light, bright light. Oh Yeah. Maybe. I'm actually surprised they didn't try to do something. And maybe, yeah. he did, I mean, because he's got, he knows people that she knows. He he knows Jake Shears really well. And right. he and Kylie are really close. Right. So I'm actually kind of surprised right. she wasn't on his album or vice versa. Well, she got her own shit. She got plans. Um, um, and quarantine happened, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, that's true. I um I did like you sent me an excerpt of an article or an interview with Mel C. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm still mad that I have I talked about how they fucking canceled my vinyl order. Yes, you did. Uh, which I regret. I probably should have just bought it uh anyway, but I was like, ugh, like 20 bucks to ship it. Like I'm paying 20 bucks for the record and then 20 bucks for them to fucking ship it. Like, no. Um but now I regret it because the album is actually really, really good. Um, but she came out and they were asking her what, like about older musicians that she has said she admires or whatever. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked her, cause she's a big fan of Iggy pop and the Rolling Stones. And then they were like, they were like, what do you think about like, who do you find like inspiring as like an older musician? Like as you age yourself as like a pop singer um who do you find inspiring who do you look up to etc or whatever and um she was like well Iggy's in his 70s and or is he is Iggy in his 70s no she said the stones are in their 70s and they're still rocking Iggy it says Iggy Iggy looks stunning the stones are in their 70s and still wild they're a great role model and then then, she goes on to say do you want to do you want to paraphrase it do you want me to read it oh you can read it, but I want to say that, like, just as a reminder, they specifically mentioned, they were like, for example, Madonna. Yes, and they were like, as a fan, to watch your idols grow old on stage, are there artists who do this particularly well for you? Madonna, The Stones, Iggy Pop. So she mentions Iggy and the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. but then she goes, a great artist, a wonderful person, and the beacon for older women in pop music is Kylie. She looks wonderful, still makes great music, and she lets it rip on stage. If I had to choose a role model, it would be Kylie Minogue. Yes, Mel C. She gets Get it. it. Get it, sporty. Yes, yes, yes. Um, not that we don't love Madonna and not that that wasn't some kind of subtle shade. Um, but I, it's, it's nice to hear. And I think that there's a little bit of trouble with, and we've talked about this before, um, older pop singers accepting their age Mm -hmm. and um i do think in a lot of respects madonna does that badly um which i think she looks great i think she still sounds good um but she seems to like fight against being an older female singer yes and i think Going on this last tour and trying to dance as much as she wanted to and mm. and she kept getting hurt mm. was a huge eye opener for her because she was hurt a lot yeah. during this last tour and had to cancel a lot of shows. And that's not like her. She's right. a workhorse. You know, yeah. she if she says she's going to show up, she shows up, she does the concert. She might be late, mm. but she does the show and she does it 100 percent. You know, she's yeah. a dancer. She's got that dancer mentality. You know, I work hard and, you know, getting hurt after not, you know, probably having injuries most of her life. Yeah. That must, that must've been hard and oh. a huge reality check for her. I'm sure. Um, George and I were actually just talking about, um, he watched, I guess, Brittany got like some lifetime achievement award or something mm-hmm. at some point recently, um, which Brittany, I fucking love Britney Spears to death um she's she's up there for me um partially because like I grew up with Britney Spears like we're right. basically the same age um but George is like it made he was like it made me sad because 
you could tell that she wanted to move full out, mm-hmm. but that she's still, she still can't because of injuries that she sustained. Like, right. and Whitney was a fucking all out dancer too. Right. For years and years and years. And um, he was like, it makes me think of like Janet and Madonna who still do try to dance full out um, and are older. And it's like sad that Britney got beaten essentially by her knee injury, like at such an early age, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's on one hand, it is fascinating to see madonna still wants to be full out and she still is successful in a lot of respects that she can still move like she can and right. also like janet still can do that um but it's sad that like britney suffered at such an early point in her career right that she still can't be like full out like she used to be well maybe she'll be able to do an arthritis medicine commercial like paula abdul's doing right now oh my god <laughs> I mean, did we, have we talked about that insane article about the fucking plane? Yes, you told me. Up? I, y'all just Google Paula Abdul plane crash and there, maybe we should find that article and post it because it is batshit insane. And it, yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. And I, my friend Brian that I've talked about to you before, mm-hmm. he was supposed to see the Under My Spell tour when it came to Oklahoma City, I think. Or he might have gone, he was may have been going to Dallas. But he said, I went and picked out my outfit. I bought a new outfit for it. And then she canceled. So this yeah. was all around the time she was canceling shows. Mm-hmm. And that's the rumor, you know, it was because of the painkillers. Mm-hmm. But then she said, oh, but my plane crashed, you know, or whatever, you know, had to have an emergency landing and they can find no documentation for it. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. It's a really fucking crazy story. Um, oh, that Paula. reminds me, just to bring up Brittany one more time, my aunt Nicole and I were supposed to see the Onyx Hotel tour and mm-hmm. we were going to go together and I want to say she bought tickets and then that was the summer that Brittany injured her knee and she canceled mm-hmm. the Onyx Hotel tour. I saw her in Tulsa for the circuit store. Oh, I bet it was good. It was good. She sang five songs live mm-hmm. and she said she covered You Oughta Know. Mm. And I was like, she sounds really good. She was up on a, she was all the way at the top of the um, stadium, like in mm-hmm. a, a trapeze sort of sing, a sitting and uh-huh. swinging, not, 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 and nothing like aerial or anything. She's just sitting there, but she sang it and it was vocal because you could hear her breathing. And I was like, wow, she's singing this live and she sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that she has better vocal chops than anybody actually ever gives her credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking about this to you, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago record store day they had the oops i did it again remixes Mm -hmm. and eps um on vinyl and it had like b-sides and bonus tracks and a couple of remixes or whatever and um i got it and uh she does a cover of you got it all by the jets Mm -hmm. and i don't know if i did i actually send it to you i don't think so um i don't think it's on spotify but I was like reading a little bit about it. And apparently it was one of the songs that she demoed when they were like, eh, are we going to sign her? Are we not going to sign her? Mm. 
well, maybe she's all right. She sang You Got It All, and they were like, oh, fuck, like, she can sing. No, it's uh, on a salute to Britney Spears. You Got It All, made famous by Britney Spears. She didn't make that song famous. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, well, actually, can you can you play from YouTube? Play a little clip of it? I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. I sent you a link. Oh, look at that. I've got you. I'm on top of it. Um, but it's originally by the Jets. A famous 80s ballad. Um, and it was a bonus track, I think, on the Japanese version of the Oops, I Did It Again album. Um, but she does a real good job with it. All right. We're going to try. Get through the, let me get through the ad. Oh, Jesus. Um, we were, so I also recently got the Britney album that came out like my senior year with I'm a Slave for You and Boys and her cover of I Love Rock and Roll and um, I was playing it and first of all like Urban Outfitters is doing all of these like special editions of like Britney and like they have like NSYNC and Christina and shit like that but they're kind of shitty pressings and they're for people who just want it just to have it not people who are going to listen to it mm -hmm. um, so that pisses me off a little bit because it's not the best quality anyway play a little great she sounds really good when she gets into like her high register on that song mm, she sounds good it's funny though i uh she she does she has such weird phrasing like she swallows certain words um yeah. like the ends of words um in a, in a strange way but I, she does have a nice voice mm -hmm. um there's yeah. definitely you can see why they were like oh let's sign her yeah, I uh, yeah. I know that there was that. <laughs> I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was like when E Hollywood True Story was still out, mm -hmm. and it was like Christina Aguilera and how apparently Christina was furious that Britney was the first to get a recording contract, and then when the Baby One More Time video came out, she was just so livid that Britney <laughs> was the one that got it first. And uh, so it just made her like, ah, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have, if Britney can do it, I, she can, I can sing way better than her. Um, I, so there are some Christina Aguilera songs that are classics that I will love. Mm -hmm. um, I had the genie in a body bottle cause single <laughs> that I used to play in my friend Robin's car. Cause she had a tape player. Mm -hmm. Um, I had that single, Vitamin C, Smile, the single for where my girl's at because I had a dance that I did to that while we would drive. Anyway, Christina is from a suburb of Pittsburgh, like kind of 
like northish of the city called Wexford. Um, she allegedly was not a very nice person because um, mm-hmm. I knew some people who went to high school with her, which shocker. Um, we've talked about, I'm sure, on the show before. Um, we like to call her George's arch nemesis because he encountered her in a Walgreens that he worked at in high school. And she was singing at a racetrack in the Burbs here when she first came out. And I guess they used to have like a little spinny thing of either cassette singles or CDs near the mm-hmm. register. And she was apparently with a huge dude and they were like, oh, my single's not here. Why is my single not being stocked? And her bodyguard had to like calm her down or whatever. And George was like, I don't know who you are. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And she was apparently a little bit mean to him. So we don't like her. That Christina, was it now, was it Reflection? Cause that was her, actually her first single or was it Genie in a Bottle? Mm, I think it was probably Genie in a Bottle. Oh, okay. But she didn't get real, real big off Reflections. No, she didn't. I, I don't know. Like her voice is fine to me. Mm-hmm. Like she, I get not super into people who have to turn everything into a run. Right. Despite my love of Patti LaBelle, Patti can pull it back when she needs to. Right. But Christina like, oversings everything. Oversings fucking everything. Um, and that is good in some songs, but like, I don't know. But I will, I am ride or die for Come On Over, All I Want Is You. Coming Over, yes. Oh, they used to, when I was in high school <laughs> and we were going under construction and we used to have like two gyms and they would have boys in one gym and girls in one gym. And this was in high school. I'll tell you the middle school story about co-ed gym class in a minute. But um, they would pull this like separator across the gym and girls would be on one side doing aerobics and we would play fucking floor hockey. And I hated it. I hated sports. I hated anything masculine. I felt 100% exposed as the flagrant homosexual that I was, um, trying to be undercover. Anyway, the fucking aerobic song that they did (laughs) in sophomore, junior year was All I Want Is You. And all I wanted to do was do fucking aerobics to come on over, baby, All I Want Is You. And I'm surprised you didn't slide that slider back and just join. I wanted to so bad. (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh fucking gym class i remember also to digress i was terrified of shirts versus skins mm-hmm. because first of all that's a fucked up way to play a game that's i hate it it's dumb but i was also real tubby like 300 pounds in high school and i would get so fucking stressed out about it i skipped gym class all the time But I remember one time we were playing flag football and they were like shirts versus skins. And I ended up on the skin side and I just lost it and was like, you know what? I'm free in my titties. This is me. Look at my stretch marks. Look at this body because I don't care no more. It was very liberating. We didn't do shirts or skins a lot. We had those reversible jerseys 
that could be, you know, you oh, turned yeah. it inside out. One side was white, I think, and the other side was blue. We had like mesh mm -hmm. jerseys that we could put over our t-shirts or whatever right. sometimes. But I don't know why we didn't use them all the time. We would have to do shirts versus skins. To humiliate but, you. Yeah, I think like a little bit. Uh, fuck gym class in general. I was, um, I told you the story earlier this week. We used to have separate gender gym class all through middle school and high school. And one day a week, I think usually Friday, was co-ed gym. And it was like a free-for-all. You could do what you want. Some people would play like basketball or like horse or whatever on one of the hoops. Um, you could like run the track. You could do whatever you wanted. And in my middle school, the it was like a like a gymatorium. There was like a little stage. We had an mm -hmm. auditorium, but we also had a stage right. in the gym, um, which is like where we would play for basketball games and shit like that when we were in band. Anyway, I used to get made fun of because the girls would go on a stage and double dutch. And I would go and learn how to double dutch with the girls. And like, they were all night, they, they were 100% into it. They were like, yes, come double Dutch, baby. And everybody else playing basketball or playing some butch ass sport. And I'm like, no wonder people knew. Chris Rock used to have some joke about, you know, we all, you know, we all have somebody in our family, you know, we're all gonna have a Mexican in our family at some point. We're all gonna have a black person there. And he goes, we all have that gay kid in the in our family. You know, the one that jumps rope at, at recess, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel seen. I feel so seen. Um, back uh, to the Christina Aguilera, it reminded me of, I, I don't know if you ever watched Robot Chicken on Cartoon Network. A little bit, yeah. But they had this one, they went, they went through this phase for about a year where all they talked about is black cherry, where they, you were getting rid of your black cherry, um, losing your anal virginity. Oh, okay. And so at one point they have the thing and it's like these tiny like kid figures of the Mouseketeers and it's Justin Timberlake and he's whispering in Britney's ear and you hear black cherry and she goes, Justin, I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> and she runs off and then Christina Aguilera comes on screen. She goes, Justin, I'm that kind of girl. <laughs> Oh, that's a little slut shamey. I, I remember um, <laughs> we, I had to do a stage combat class in my undergrad and we were supposed to pick like two characters or like from a TV show or pop culture or something like that and do like so many moves or whatever in like a stage combat situation. Like you had to like punch and then you had to like kick safely and like shit like that and these two girls did britney versus christina and it was right when the uh stripped album came out and dirty was real big mm -hmm. and um i don't remember they like wrote a short scene or whatever but the girl who played christina had a tube top on and her fucking titty kept falling out <laughs> she broke character and would tuck it back in and be like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and then her titty would flop out again my god oh i was dying dying oh, oh my god that reminds me when i did that reading of dirty dancing when they were trying to make it into a musical which they mm -hmm. kind of did later mm -hmm. on the writer for the film was involved and i think like the second day she came in and she had a tube top on 
and my <laughs> PSM Kenny, I thought he was going to just go apoplectic. Just, I mean, he could not stop talking about it. And like, I saw it real quick and it, I did, you know, she was an older woman. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I acknowledge it. I moved on. But Kenny was like, he pulled her assistant aside and he said, your job when you get home is you tell Eleanor she cannot wear that tube top anymore. <laughs> she is too old for that. And she should not be wearing that in public. <laughs> Let Eleanor wear her tube top. Oh my God. It was just so funny because he was just like, no, that is inappropriate. That is inappropriate. And I was like, Kenny, calm down, girl. Damn. I um, It always reminds me of Drop Dead Gorgeous um, whenever uh, they're talking about how her dad chose his career over the family. Uh-huh. Once a carny, always a carny. Yes. Mom still cries when she sees a tilt a whirl or a fat lady in a tube top. <laughs> Oh my God. I remember when I was in college, because I hadn't seen him in years. And all of a sudden at Walmart, they had tube tops for sale for summertime. And I don't know why they came back for just a hot second, you know, but they were back, mm-hmm. the tube top. My mom definitely rocked a tube top in the 80s. There's definitely, I want to say a picture I posted on Facebook not that long ago of her in a tube top and little Adidas short shorts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everybody had those. Oh yeah. Um, but hey, I mean, give you credit, rock a tube top. I don't, I don't judge nobody for what they're wearing anymore. I used to be such a bitch and take pictures of people and make fun of them. And I, you know, like, I'm sure some people have made fun of some shit that I wear. I'll admit, I still make fun of them. Like that picture that was going around the internet with the the big lady in the Kentucky Fried Chicken sweatsuit oh without without shoes on at the KFC. There is I'm some. Gonna, I'm gonna make fun of you. <laughs> there is some shit that is absurd. That that lady barefoot in a KFC outfit at a KFC is something special. Um, there was a man in a fishnet bodysuit once that I seen out like just walking around and I was like I like you do you boo boo but like maybe not maybe not in public yeah maybe save that for at night yes yes oh my god Um. people (laughs) when it gets to be like IML time around here or like Mm -hmm. pride and shit like that um I'm all for like wear wear your freaky shit out for pride do whatever you want but i've seen some people in fucking like see-through plastic shorts and a jock strap at like a grocery store and i'm like mm, cool like go to your gay bars go to pride go to the right. parade but maybe know, not the jewel i don't know if i need to see you picking out an onion with your butthole out at the jewel. <laughs> At jewel. It may be covered by plastic. However, I always it, this never fails. In New York, as soon as there's the first day that it's kind of warm-ish after winter time or during winter time, like mm-hmm. you know, it it won't be 30, it'll be like 55. Right. Every Chelsea Queen or in the in uh, midtown is like pulling out the booty shorts and uh, <laughs> the tank tops. And my friends are like, it is 55 degrees. And it's only that for a couple of hours. 
put your tank tops and your booty shorts away, it's still, you still need a jacket outside. <laughs> no, that is me. That is me to a T. My ass will be out in shorts until it's snowing and short shorts at that. And I just don't like leg prisons. Pants just suck. That was the one good thing about moving to California or Arizona first and then California. I don't ever have to wear pants again if I don't want. Oof. Yeah, I don't, mm, I don't know. I just, want to I remember in elementary school, I think it was in this, I was second grade and it was that first, the first spring day and I had worn pants and it was so hot. But then the next day I was like, I'm wearing shorts. Forget it. I'm wearing shorts and I'm not wearing a jacket. And my mom was like, I don't think it's going to be. And I was like, no, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> and I was fine, but I probably should have had a jacket as well. But I insisted on wearing shorts and I was not wearing a jacket. And I should have just had a jacket, but I still would have worn my shorts. But I yeah. was adamant. It was warm enough. By God, I was wearing them. Fuck. I went to the post office today, which I think I mentioned on the previous show. Um, and it is hotter than hell in the post office by me. It is, I shit you not, it's got to be like 85 in there, year fucking round. They probably and had the heat on. It's wildly warm. And I, so I started to try intermittent fasting. And so I'm not eating until noon and I'm only eating between noon and eight. And this is like an experiment for like a week or two. If it, if I like it, whatever. So far I've been okay. So I go to the post office and I'm like, uh, it's like 1150. Mm, I don't know. I'll just go now and eat when I come home. Post office is busy as shit, hot as balls. And I'm like, I'm texting George and I'm like, I'm getting a little woozy. Like if I pass out, it's like, you don't hear from me. Come to the post office and pick my ass up. Cause like, I'm about to pass the fuck out. And that post office by you is always busy, right? Oh, it's always busy. Also, it has hilarious Yelp reviews. Um, it is one of the circles of hell, usually. It was actually pleasant today. Um, and I've had a couple of good experiences there. Uh, so I'm not going to shit on it as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. But it used to be like, not only hot as shit, but everybody was angry. Nobody wanted to help you. People would just sit at their windows and just look at you and not call <laughs> you over. And um, then they'd be pissy. Uh, so I, I used to go to a, a completely different post office. It was like further out and out of my way because they were so shitty at the uptown post office. But it's been all right lately. I feel like if I didn't have any kind of artistic ambition, I would have been a perfect employee for <laughs> the post office because or the DMV. Because oh, yeah. I'd be like, I, I don't want to hear your story. I don't care. <laughs> break. I'm on break. <laughs> I These people tried to close the post office at um, the Daily Center downtown. And I was trying to send Christmas cards. And I was sending Christmas cards to my friends from grad school in the UK. And this angry ass postal worker lady tried to bolt the door on me and like five other people. Like we were there, it was closing at like 4.30 or five or some shit like that. And this shit was like 4.35 or 4.45. Like there was a full like 10 to 15 minutes before that shit closed. Mm -hmm. She walked up and started to like bolt the door and I stuck my arm in there and I was like, mm -mm, no. And she was like, well, we're done. We're closing. And I was like, you see these hours on this door? You see all these people out here with mail to fucking mail? You're going to let us in. 
and we're going to mail our shit and you're going to fucking like it. And she went back to her post. We all filed in and she just sat there and looked at us for a while and wouldn't call anybody over. And so I marched my happy ass up to her and I was like, boom, here's this. This is stamped. I want this. Here's all this stuff. Like you going to wait on me or are we going to sit here all night? That was, that was in my angry phase. That was when I choked somebody for almost hitting uh, Macduff with a car. Mm-hmm. We're much better now. <laughs> uh, there's always dumb people at the po- my post office. It's the parking. People do not know. They want to. People like to park in front of the drop off box and just. St- and I'm like, beep! You can't park here. No, this is for dropping off the thing. This isn't a parking spot. I don't care if there's not a spot. Go further. Go further down. Just this is stupidity. Stupidity at my post office. Well, nobody walks in LA, as they say in the, uh, what is that, a missing person song? Yes. That's Um, true. Yeah, nobody walks in LA. So people are going to fuck with the driving. I would imagine pretty much all the time at the post office. That missing person reminded me of something. So I've been, my standardized patient job has been pretty busy because it's been testing and we can do everything on Zoom now. Mm. And we have this one guy on here. His name is John, but John got a new haircut. Mm. And so the other day, Ian and I, about a month ago, Ian and I, we're always text messaging and talking shit about the dummies that we work with that ask the same questions every time we have one. It's like the worst group project ever with with, there's a know-it-all we have several know-it-alls we have the people that always ask a question after it's explained they ask the question about the answer that was given 10 minutes ago Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we have the old people that never know how to do anything they don't understand anything but uh so john got this haircut and i he popped up on screen to ask a question i was like oh look at lesbian haircut john i thought Ian was going to pee his pants laughing. He had to turn off his video and he disappeared. And I was like, oh, and he, he tapped, <laughs> he typed, he texted me and said, I laughed so hard at lesbian haircut, John, I had to turn off my video. So John has been letting his lesbian haircut. Cause it's like all shaved and kind of just hanging over on one side and it's gotten curlier and curlier and it's getting bigger and bigger. And the other day Ian was like, oh, he's kind of looking like a Thompson twin. Well, yesterday he didn't brush it and it was all just like a bush here. And I was like, he's looking like a Thompson twins. And I don't know how he found it, but he found a gift that was lies, 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 lies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Lesbian haircut. John is. And then sometimes I'll call him Amy Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Sometimes I wish that I could have a lesbian haircut, just any haircut at all. Getting bald is, getting bald, I'm already fucking bald. Um, Like, why, why can't science solve this? True. I don't understand. Stem cells, y'all, rub them on my head. Just just pluck them in, I want some hair. Ugh, there are, there's like this running joke. Um, There's a Chicago Bears player, former player, I don't fucking know, I don't follow sports. Erlacher, Erlacher. Sure. Brian, Brian Urlacher. Sure. 
anyway, um, he was bald and he got hair plugs and it's this place called like Restore or some shit like that. And those billboards stare deep into my soul when I see them. They're like, you know you want it, baby. There was one outside my window, fucking just straight up looking at my desk when I worked at Groupon. And I was like, son of a bitch, you better pull those blinds down because I can't take it any longer. But you're not completely bald. You just shave it because your hairline is, you got a ring, right? I've got the full fryer tuck situation happening, which is why I wear hats. Because it, my hair does grow very fast. Um, my beard grows fast. My head hair grows fast. All of it. I just, like a week, I'm hairy if I shave. Um, and I get tired of fucking using clippers once a week because I need to. If I don't do it otherwise, I look like fucking Friar Tuck. I look like fucking Wallace Shawn. Like, ugh, it's, it's horrible. So... I don't know. I'd rather just be full on cue ball or fill in the rest of it. Figure it out. Come on, science. Come on, science. It's, and it's also like, I've seen people with hair plugs. Some of them are good. There used to be this dude in Pittsburgh. I don't remember his name, but he had really, really fucking good hair plugs. And I should have been like, girl, what's your secret? Because I didn't know he had hair plugs. I knew he had a big old dick, but I didn't know he had hair. Um, I wish I could remember his name. But then there was another dude in Pittsburgh who had the shittiest hair plugs I've ever seen in my life. Like straight out of like 1950s toupee looking shit, like did not match. Where like, I was like, baby, maybe if you don't like try to spike it, maybe it'll be better. I can't. It was just bad. So I live in fear and, um, also, they're expensive. Got to got to read those Yelp reviews. You can get them in Mexico. Yeah, I knew somebody who went and got like dental bridges done in Mexico, and they said it was fine. But I'm also like, eh. not that I don't trust Mexican doctors or anything like that. I just feel like the act of having, well, first of all, fuck America and the lack of socialized healthcare because we should all be able to get whatever the fuck we want for free to a certain extent. I'm not talking about, I'll pay for hair plugs, what the fuck ever, but dental work, like if you need a bridge, you should be able to get a bridge. You need a cap, get a fucking cap. It should be free. Um, But just like medical tourism freaks me out a little bit. It doesn't matter if you go to Mexico, if you go to fucking Canada, if you go anywhere else. It's just a little, it makes me slightly uneasy. Like they're, somebody's going to fucking steal a kidney or something. Like, I, and that's, like I said, it's not one specific country that I'm scared of. It's just in general. In general, if you're like, oh, okay, I can get this procedure done in Switzerland for half the cost. I'm just going to go and have like a tummy tuck or something. Who the fuck knows? Maybe they're going to take out a piece of your liver and regrow it and fucking clone you or some shit like that. I've got tinfoil on under my hat today. You're so white right now. They're going to (laughs) take something from me because my stuff's the best. (laughs) I don't care. Take my kidneys. Knock yourself out. Just pay me. Take one. You need the other one. <laughs> take one. Take a little whatever you need. Because you can, I think you can regrow your liver. Like they can take a little bit of your liver. Could be. I think. 
I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing with the standardized patient. They were asking. So because they can't do physical exams, mm-hmm. we have these modules. And so we send them the link. They go on and they click on whatever body part that they're testing and it'll give them a result. But they have to click the right spot and it'll say, you know, this is the results. Everything is, you know, typed in of the case. Um, We don't have to worry about like we do in real life, like, oh, they tested our heart. They didn't go in the four spots or, oh, they did our lungs. They didn't do the six parts on the front, the back, and then the two sides. You know, they, they don't have to worry about that. But they were saying on this one particular part, if they don't do this one, they won't get the reading they need. And it's the one test that they can't go back and change. So if they say, oh, I didn't mean to click that one. I meant to click this one. We can say, okay, that is actually, this is the the diagnosis you would have gotten. And for some reason, they don't know why they can't do the test. But somebody was starting to just question and ask all this, well, what does that mean? And I don't understand and blah, blah, blah. And I text Ian. I'm like, you're not on fucking Grey's Anatomy. We're doing an <laughs> SP encounter. Who cares? You know, if they don't click it, they don't click it. Aww. Just stop. We're not, you know, they wanted me one time to do this testing, like how to in- intubate somebody. And mm-hmm. I, they were like, oh, don't you find this interesting? I was like, No. And they were like, oh, but I was like, this is fine if I was getting paid to act on a TV series to be a doctor, but that's not what I'm going to be doing. So I have no interest in learning this right now. Sorry. Well, yeah, I don't know. I've never, I'm good at anatomy and shit like that because my mom works in the medical Mm -hmm. field, but like. I don't, I don't think I would ever want to be a doctor. I don't even think I'd want to play a fucking doctor. <laughs> I'm good. Lisa would call you, I saw this episode and this is what you did wrong. <laughs> I, I was just telling the story. My mom used to do a lot of my blood work like growing up. Like I was like kind of like a sickly Victorian orphan sort of <laughs> when I was little. Um, I had really bad asthma. Um, At one point I had like a really bad kidney situation, Um, a bunch of shit, (laughs) not to get too far into it. When I was in high school, I had to get a tetanus shot. And um, I don't think I've told this story before, maybe I have, but my mom gave me the tetanus shot and she's explaining that it's an intramuscular injection. So she has to go like pretty hard, like deep. It's, It's into your muscle or whatever. And so she's getting ready. My sleeve is rolled up and she's like, so I'm going to have to like, you know, punch it pretty hard in there. And then she goes, so don't be a pussy. And then she just fucking like slams his needle into my arm. Like she's fucking throwing a dart. And uh, it just cracks me up every time I think of that. And I was like, and she does not use that word (laughs) very lightly. And I was like, oh my God. Mom. (laughs) I remember in the sixth grade, I was over at a friend's house. I might have told this story before. And I was, we, there was this tree and we were swinging over and like we landed in this little creek and, you know, we were having fun, but there was a stick poking up and I guess my leg hit it just right. Well, it took a flesh out of my uh, leg, the back of my leg and my thigh was about the size of a nickel. And I didn't feel it. And it just like popped it out. So like we still played and like 30 minutes later, I was like, 
my leg hurts for some reason. So we went inside. I was at my friend Mark Taylor's and like I put my hand down because I had sweatpants on and blood came up. And I was like, oh, my God. So I told his mom and his mom was like, let me see. And so I pulled down my pants and showed her. She's like, oh, I think I better take you home. So we went home and, you know, it was it wasn't gushing, but it was still bleeding. And mom was kind of like touching it. And she's like, we're going to have to go to the emergency room. And at that point, the only time I had been was when I was three and I busted my head open and they didn't like all they did is shove me down on the bed, cover my head, hold me down by the head and stitched me up. Nothing mm-hmm. else. So I was in full blown panic. So because with how the skin is, they just had to take my leg and squish it together, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the thigh, and then stitch it up. Well, they had given me a shot, but I was like full-blown panic and bawling. And my mom was crying. Aww. And the doctor was like trying to calm me down. He's like, it's okay, it's okay. But I mean, I was like, oh. <laughs> so, but it was just, it was awful. But so when it was time to get stitches out, my mom said, well, you know, we don't really need to go back to the doctor. We can just go to the school nurse. And I knew the school nurse mm-hmm. um, that she used to work with when she worked at a different school. And Connie was like, yeah, I, I'm absolutely. I can take those stitches out. So we went and, you know, and she took them out. She's real nice. They didn't hurt. And I saw she was like clipped them. She pulled out with tweezers. Nothing really hurt. Well, like a week later, my leg was still like real sore. And I couldn't mm. figure it out. So mom looked at it and Connie had accidentally left a stitch in there. Oh God. And it was like right in the middle and it was starting, I guess, to get infected. Yeah. So, cause this was before the dissolve. So mom was like, I'll get it out. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if that's a good idea. So <laughs> she proceeded to start just digging. And I was like, ow, ow. I was like, just, just cut it. And then just pull it out with tweezers like Connie did it. So I guess she just, the skin had kind of grown over. And so finally she got it up out enough. And then I just kept screaming. And so she cut it with scissors and then it just came right out. But I was like, it was like the worst three minutes of my life where she was just trying to dig to get, get, to get it free from the skin in the goddamn living room, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. My mom's bedside manner is kind of a little twisted she, uh, I remember her laughing at my reaction sometimes when she would give me a shot or <laughs> do a blood draw or something. Cause I would, I eventually got used to it. Like that shit doesn't freak me out at all anymore. Like some people are still scared of needles, which is very valid. Um, but I got used to it. But I, when I would be dramatic, she would just laugh her ass off at me. Oh, Lisa. Uh. Yeah, I, I remember having to get a penicillin shot all the time in seventh or first and second grade because I'd get tonsillitis so bad, and God, I hated it. And I would fight, and they would I would take off, and they'd have to catch me and hold me <laughs> down, and it was so ridiculous. And then later on, I was just like, "Oh, okay, I'm fine." But I just remember the second grade. I heard the doctor say, "If he gets it this bad one more time." we're going to have to take out his tonsils. And I swear to God, I, to this day, I believe that I willed myself not to get sick again. Cause I'm like, <laughs> there is no way I'm going under because you have to get a shot again. And I'm done oh. and with this. Cause I didn't get it again until I was a sophomore in college. Hmm. So. And we know that you weren't sucking dick then because. Yeah, no, that on the last no, I wasn't. Episode. No, I wasn't. Oh, uh. <laughs> 
Well, shall we wrap it up? Yes, we shall. This was definitely a lighter tone than the last one. It was. It was frothy. (laughs) So we'll be back um, maybe with a special guest, I think. Could be. Could be. Mysterious. Maybe J.B. Fletcher can figure it out. (gasps) Oh, my God. We're going to go to Cabot Cove. I fucking wish. I want to live in Cabot (laughs) Cove so bad. Um, But only the, like, where Cabot Cove really is, because it's in Mendocino, actually, I believe. And the weather is much nicer in Mendocino than it would be in Maine, so. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Anyway, so thanks for listening. This is Adam. This is Jerry. Bye. Bye. Ugh. See, I need to cut my hair. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.